Yeah, we're here. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> we're we're here. We're, we did it. We decided to hit record. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I, I, I put down my Nintendo 3DS. I've been playing, diligently playing The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time 3D, uh, but decided I should I should put this away for a couple minutes and live in the present, you know, yeah. and see, see what current Nintendo has to offer while I'm deep in the past. You Turns know? out they had the same idea. They, they pulled <laughs> up the master sword and went back to the earth, to the twilight years. We're back in the early 2000s. They went back again. to every time that we're specifically interested in yeah. simultaneously. I'll say, so, so for those who are newer to the show and you're like, what, what is this? <laughs> uh, we, whenever there's a Nintendo direct, that's like, especially, exciting we'll just record something like right after yeah uh and uh like i th- i feel like often like news like because we don't really cover news often that usually goes to the patreon but for events like this we we want it to be for everyone and uh yeah sometimes there's a nintendo direct that's so wild that it can't be contained <laughs> in it the all patreon began feed. when sephiroth joined smash and we were forever changed <laughs> that was, that was <laughs> yeah for the real. origin of these style of episodes this is the closest we get to like youtube guy reacts i feel like this is like our <laughs> our strange like carnival version of that um we're gonna analyze every frame of the new tears of the kingdom yeah trailer, <laughs> but only via audio tangles just- in it tangled in it look <laughs> um <laughs> but anyway i'm not gonna say this is this was the best nintendo direct ever but i will say it was the most our shit maybe ever Close it, to the Chrono Cross one. <laughs> Pretty cool. That was more me. Though. Oh, yeah. When, when I, they announced Three Hopes, Chrono Cross, and Portal 1 and 2. Yeah, the, that was, that was freaky. That was when that we were episode. like, we might have like Bray Wyatt powers here like in, in the <laughs> ring. Um, but uh, this one uh-huh. just felt like, not to claim entire generations of Nintendo games as like our brand, but like like you said moments ago, like... The the eras of video games we are specifically most interested in and have made the most episodes about were all like sprung to life in this direct. Yeah. Um, and a lot of things we've been asking Nintendo to do in terms of game preservation and all that. I, I honestly feel more optimistic. Like I still have my issues with the subscription service to allow for that backlog. But yeah. like based on some stuff we'll talk about, I actually am more hopeful that we'll see more 3DS stuff appear over time. I'm more hopeful we'll see more like GameCube and Game Boy Advance games, which we're already seeing. So like maybe I'm being too optimistic, but it just feels like there is maybe more of an interest in preserving that catalog than we gave Nintendo credit for. I think Um, one of the the things we've said in the past about this and, and not, not to, not to uh, rain on your optimism parade, but I, (laughs) One of the things I think you I think you coined this, and I, w- I want to shout shout it back out is uh, the idea of game preservation as novelty. Yes, yes, uh, yes. which is a little bit what I'm getting here, uh, yeah, especially, especially with some of the Nintendo Online stuff. Um, but there are some things happening out of the Nintendo threshold. Uh, for example, Sega is revitalizing a Dreamcast franchise for some reason on the Nintendo Switch. Uh, Level 5 is back as a developer after being conspicuously absent for like 
at least 15 years of game development history uh just like bizarre the things that were announced today i'm i i'm so i almost missed this nintendo direct i won't get into it but i almost missed this nintendo direct and i got back home after being out like literally all day at like the exact moment it started um and and i've never been so glad to be able to watch something live uh it this is a really wild experience this was and so just to peek behind the curtain, our original plan was that you were thinking you might miss the whole thing. So I yeah. was going to watch it and then tell you what was announced and also throw in a few fact or fiction lies and you would have to guess what was yes. real. And I feel like this would have been impossible for you. <laughs> if you <laughs> oh my these God. all if we sound had... like Stephen Hilger lies. Yes. They, every announcement here is a Stephen Hilger lie. Yeah. Yeah. If you, yeah, if you had come to me and said... Yeah, they're making a new fantasy life for the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> I would be like, Stephen, I just gifted you a copy of Fantasy Life for the Nintendo 3DS. Like they gamified Animal ago. Crossing fashion, and Ghost Trick is coming. To- Shut the fuck <laughs> up, Stephen. Shut the fuck up. I know I missed it, but I know what's true and what's not. <laughs> the only thing that's true is Bite and Kaidos. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I really enjoyed this. I was watching it like in, like, I was wrapping up with work watching it, taking notes during the event, and also in several group chats where everyone was, like, riffing the entire time. Yeah. And getting texts from friends who, well-meaning, but still said, are you watching the direct? And I was just like, I feel like I am I am a, a marionette right now. Like, there's eight different things <laughs> pulling me around. Yeah, it's it's a little bit um it's a little bit like the uh the guy from The Matrix sitting in the room full of TVs. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I don't mean get into it. I, Let's do I it. uh yeah, I, I took notes, which is actually I usually don't I usually like kinda implicitly trust you will. Um but I, I wrote some like the thing is my Twitter wasn't working at all for me during this. So I feel like Yeah, Twitter I have, was down, I saw. I yeah I, check twitter briefly to see if people were going wild and it turns out uh that elon musk turning off the twitter api to make sure that other people couldn't access it without paying him money also turned off all of twitter (laughs) (laughs) just the like best cell phone i've seen in a long time so honestly google docs might be a good replacement for twitter because i had a great time just dumping my thoughts into this google docs notebook um (laughs) but anyway first announcement of the nintendo direct yeah february 8th 2023 Pikmin 4. Uh, my first my first note here is, dude, Mario? Oh, Pikmin. I, I just, also thought it was Mario I, yeah, I saw the ship and I thought it was a new... I was like, what a what a beginning to announce a new Mario game yeah. right at the stop. But it was Pikmin, which is really cool. I mean, I this is one of the big Nintendo series that I have not really played at all. Actually, I, yeah, I, have, I haven't played any of them. Oh, well. Um, so I'm really curious about this. I think this will be probably my entry point. Uh, it looks really cute. Uh, I really like... It seems like, I don't know, because the other games are on, like, alien planets. This one seems to be more of, like, an Earth setting. It looks like, like Earth, yeah. Yeah. It's and bizarre. There's also a dog. It's a really, there's also a very cute dog that joins you, yeah. Um, I think I think you will love Pikmin 4. If it's sure as, I will. If it's even remotely close to as good as the other ones, you will love it. Uh, the only one that I haven't played is 3 still, for some reason, which is on the, the Switch. Yeah. yeah, that was a that was one of the first Wii U games. That was like one of the launch titles, I rem- if I remember correctly. That they then ported to Switch as Pikmin Three Deluxe, which I've only heard great things about. Um, so maybe maybe that's in the cards. Maybe we should check that out. I wrote here. My other notes are: I'm very happy for Persia, 
And yeah. <laughs> uh, I wrote that I love the 60s sci-fi hair of the protagonist. Oh, yeah, really good. Uh, Percy yeah. is my partner who loves Pikmin 3 Deluxe, by the way, uh, and has, has been uh, not so subtly asking me to to pitch a pikmin 3 deluxe bonus for about, like three years <laughs> i'd love to have her on for for a pikmin episode yeah. that'd be fun if she's interested uh so that's all i got on that i mean honestly a really great way to open the direct i feel like pikmin is like the exact level of hype to open yes a direct you know what great I mean? opener yeah yeah totally because um, i think last we heard about it was uh shigeru Miyamoto showing up and just being like this is in development and that was kind of all we heard about it so it was nice to like see a whole bunch of it and see that it's coming out this year. It's great. I also think, I don't know if this is true, but I feel like just through osmosis, seeing conversations online and hearing discussions about Pikmin, I feel like this is like one of the series Miyamoto wants to do way better than it has. Like it's done well, mm. but it's still not on that like A list, like Zelda and Mario. Yeah. But like he really wants it to work, apparently. Yeah. So I think it, it's cool to have series like that where it's like, I'm glad it's continuing. I Dude, think it's got is- heart, it's got soul, it's got a cute <laughs> little dog, and it may or may not be on Earth. I just think when, when there's whether it's whether this is a good or bad thing, when you have someone as imaginative as Miyamoto, the thing he really wants to make, I need to see what that is. Yeah, that's totally. kind of where I'm at. Yeah, uh, although sometimes it's that Star Fox game for Wii U. <laughs> oh no! Well, that was that was Platinum Games, wasn't it? Yeah, I think he was pretty heavily involved in it, though. At least he was the one doing all the presenting in that era of Nintendo Directs. Yeah, that that is maybe the most disappointed I've ever been with anything. <laughs> oh. Not to be too hyperbolic. But yeah, it was pretty rough. I remember like a friend got that game for me, and I like felt strongly enough that I was like, "Hey, could I like <laughs> get something else instead?" <laughs> I like I like committed a social faux pas because of that. Oh my game. god. <laughs> Um, it, I mean, we had the receipt; it worked out. But uh, still, that was that was a long time ago. I've grown up since then. Uh, next announcement, I, I believe, in my notes here is Volume Three of Xenoblade Three DLC. Yes, with a roguelike mode. Yeah, that 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 was the most like that was the thing that sold me on this. Uh, yeah, cha- challenge battles. You could like try to survive as long as you can, and you unlock cool stuff. I think that looks awesome. I was amazed that they specifically used the word roguelike because I feel like very frequently I've seen companies promote stuff that is ostensibly a roguelike mode edition for their video game and not use that word uh, and not use that genre labeling. Uh, I, I think probably because it's like based on a real game and intellectual property called Rogue. Um, but it was nice to just see them say, yes, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is now also a roguelike. Uh, which is the era of this happening. Hitman 3, I think, just became a roguelike also, like, last week. Which oh, interesting. Great. Yeah, there's a new character, um, and they also teased a character from Volume 4, and it was a man screaming, Is this what you really want? Which I thought was so funny out of context, because I'm like, is he commenting on the Way 4 DLC? Because <laughs> I have no idea who this guy I, I imagine he's probably from another Xenoblade game, because yeah, I've only maybe. played 3. Yeah. And I, I, we both loved 3. Um so I, I haven't gotten any of the DLC yet. I might like, I might wait until it's like done and see what's there, and then get it when I like go back and finish the game. That's kind of my plan. I for- did v- very ill-advised buy the DLC immediately the second <laughs> I also bought the Xenoblade so Chronicles Three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wanted some gold coins. You know, the Nopon coins. The yeah, Nopon coins. Helpful. Yeah, very helpful. Uh, next up, I have Samba de Amigo Party Central. Oh, this looks is, fun. This is a game by Sonic Team 
that started originally on the Sega Dreamcast. Uh, yeah. There was one on the Dreamcast, one on the Wii, and I think it's been dormant since then, and they've decided to revive it now, <laughs> which, again, just like so wild. I mean, look, I know it's very easy to, to you know, take red yarn and string it between two push pins on a tack board, but uh, we sure are doing a Sega Dreamcast bonus this year. <laughs> And we sure are going to be playing Samba de Amigo 1. This is kind of like if they announce like Sega Fishing next. You know, it's like it's just like one of the other Dreamcast games. Space yeah. Channel 5 3 is out. Uh, yeah. Oh, Man, that would be amazing. That would be so cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I, I have no idea if this is going to be fun or not. I'll wait for some reviews. I'm kind of just more interested in playing the Dreamcast 1 when we get to that. Yeah, I mean, I'm at a point where I'm, like, actively interested in any rhythm game, so I'm, like, curious about it, and I'm yeah. curious about the multiplayer aspect of it. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of expecting it to at least hit, like, a Just Dance level, which is, like, perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, but if it can ascend that at all, I might be interested. But, yeah, yeah. I'm excited to play where it all began. Essentially, all began. Uh, j- for this entry specifically, the idea is that you're using the Joy-Cons individually as maracas. Um and playing along with the beat, which, like, sounds fun. I'm very curious your thoughts on this next one here. Fashion Dreamer. Yeah. Uh, this is an, another X-Seed game. Uh, you grow really as branching an influencer. Out. They are. Um, and this game is essentially all about, like, the. it's interesting. What I wrote here is probably not for me, but gamifying fashion, pretty cool, to be honest. And that's, like, kind of exactly how I feel. Where I'm like, there are so many games where changing your clothes and 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 deciding on the fashion for your character is like the secret poll. I like that this game is like, that's actually what the whole game is about. It's the whole video game. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of friends who are really excited for this. uh, So I'm really curious to see how it manifests. Yeah. uh, Just to double back, Xseed are the developers of like Rune Factory and previously Harvest Moon. Um, I think now Story of Seasons. Uh, And they've been branching out and creating a lot of new IP recently. Um, And I'm I'm interested in this. I don't know if I'll pick it up. Um, I'd need to, I I think, read some reviews when it comes out. But uh, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know if this is directly for me, but I'm really glad it exists. Uh, And I did really appreciate that the the bit where uh, they showed characters changing into different clothes looked literally exactly like opening your wardrobe in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Yeah, it was yeah. like that exact menu, except in this case, they said there are actually literally thousands of items of clothing <laughs> you can try on. I just think it's a really cool idea to just sort of focus on that element. Um, yeah. So we'll see how it, how it turns out. Yeah. Um, next up, Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. Yes. This is uh, DLC for Dead Cells, which, which was honestly, one. Of, I think it was one of the first games we talked about on the show. It's a uh, roguelike from like 2018 um, that has a very sort of like Sega Genesis E art style. And in this crossover, they're kind of just paying direct homage to one of their big influences and having a bunch of Castlevania bosses and characters appear, but they're all in the Dead Cells style. It honestly looks really cool. It does look really cool. Yeah. yeah. This is a thing that I think got announced a while ago, um, but I, I don't know if there's a release date or what. It looks great. I, I am not as big a fan of Dead Cells as I wish that I was. I remember I played Dead Cells in, I want to say PAX East in like 2017 or 2016 and yeah. really, really, really liked that very brief hands-on experience I had with it. And then when it came out, picked it up, ended up not getting as into it as I would have liked. Um, I will 
absolutely give it another shot for this DLC because this looks so fun. Yeah, it looks awesome. I, I gasped when they said Alucard is in it. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> our boy. Uh, I, I think it's cool just to like be like, hey, like we're going to for all for all you can say about maybe like being sick of like IP and crossover events. I think like literally giving like a direct cameo to the game that influenced your own, I think is really cool. You know, like speaking, speaking of IP crossover, by the way, I, have you seen, has anyone like tagged you or told you about the power wash simulator slash final fantasy seven crossover? What? No, <laughs> this is, this is a real thing. Their power wash simulator, I think is owned by square Enix. I think they published it. Uh, oh, wow. So they've started doing crossovers with square Enix stuff and they, they just released one that's final fantasy seven crossing over and you clean clouds bike. <laughs> I was gonna say you just clean Midgar, like just <laughs> oh spray my God. down Midgar. I would like truly love that. That'd be really fun. I mean, maybe I'm not over IP. I honestly, you can throw FF7 in anything, and I'll at least look. Like I'm, I'm pretty easy to please. <laughs> you know, cleaning Cloud's bike sounds incredible. Doesn't I want to clean that weird blue, that like teal truck that Tifa and Aerith drive with Red Thirteen in the motorcycle uh, scene. Yes, like Cloud gets on the motorcycle, everyone else just steals like a for show <laughs> teal van, and they drive. In that, wow! Uh, I guess I need to play Power Wash Simulator. Honestly, you should. It's yeah, I hear it's great. Like on its, its own, really good. Yeah, yeah, amazing. Uh, next, so this, the, I can, <laughs> I can see where I started to get distracted in my notes because the next, <laughs> the next few bullet points I have are Tron Identity, Tron Puzzle Game, Tron Mass Effect, April. That's all I got. <laughs> so this might have been a dream in a, in a temporary uh, foggy state, but yeah. fill, fill in the blanks here if you have anything. Yeah, th- this is a, a visual novel from Bithel Games. Um, I think most famous for Thomas was Alone and also John oh, Wick cool. Hex. Um, but uh, I mean, it's set in the Tron universe. That's cool by <clears throat> itself. Uh, seems like it's more Tron Legacy era, like the sequel to Tron, which I think yeah. is a smart move because... I think the further removed we get from the original Tron, the more that movie looks like camp. <laughs> I don't think I've seen either Tron. Like I, I think the only, other than just seeing footage from it, you know, ambiently, my major exposure and to Kingdom Tron. Kingdom Hearts 2. I was, that was what, what oh, I was really? going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry the for Tron, stepping on the bit. No, no, it's okay. The Tron Kingdom Hearts 2 world is one of my favorites. Yeah. And like, it was is great. maybe why I have any affinity towards Tron. Yeah. But that's also the introduction of Data Sora in, in some regards. <laughs> so for better or for worse, Tron's inclusion in there. I've, I've often said my favorite Kingdom Hearts worlds of all of them are from two, the Steamboat Willie world and the Tron world. Oh, yeah. The Steamboat Willie world is really, really good. Um, so cool. You should watch Tron Legacy. It's a pretty good movie, and it's got that Daft Punk soundtrack. And yeah. Uh, that shit rips. I'll add it to my watch list. Okay, so here's where we start to get, like, are we personally responsible for this? Yeah. Um, the next, oh, and Tron, I'm sorry, the Tron game is in April. Yeah. Uh, it comes out in April. Timed exclusive for Nintendo Switch, which is a very interesting choice. I wonder why. The next announcement is Ghost Trick coming to the Switch. Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. Uh, this was one I've of heard the of DS it. games that we really loved in our <laughs> DS episode. Yes. And is created by the creator of Ace Attorney. And it is very, very much of that realm. Like it has similar style dialogue similar blending of like I, I think something that i really love about the best ace attorney games is how they balance tone so well like it mm. can kind of veer from being this like totally looney tunes level comedy to like really grounded like sad drama in a courtroom um 
great Ace Attorney Chronicles. If you haven't played any Ace Attorney game, I think the original trilogy is great, but I think maybe the best one is the great Ace Attorney Chronicles, and that's on Switch. But if you like Ace Attorney, or if you've never played Ace Attorney, Ghost Trick is so worth your time. Uh, it is such a great experience. It's it's a game that you'll probably play once and like maybe not revisit because a lot of it is sort of like the spectacle of seeing it for the first time. Mm. But I would really recommend Ghost Trick to pretty much anybody. Uh, yeah. you, you play as a guy who is dead and is now a ghost and it kind of has a very like uh it feels very sort of like early tim schaefer e in some ways where like yeah there's a sort of like grim fandango noir vibe to it um but it's also very silly even though it's involving murder and everything so essentially your goal is to figure out who killed you and why and you end up meeting all these other characters and you essentially like Every level is like a Rube Goldberg machine, and you have to like use your ghostly powers of possession to like influence and change things for the better to prevent murders from happening. Basically, it's really, really imaginative, and the animation is stunning. It's yeah, the really animation cool. is absolutely wild, and I think yeah. in, in HD on the Nintendo Switch is going to be really, really cool. I imagine this is a port of the mobile version, if I was to guess. Uh, Probably, yeah. But that said, I, I mean, this game made it on, I think, both of our top 10s from the Nintendo yeah. DS, like the entire Nintendo DS library. And we played like over 150 games for the DS, so we we both adore this game. Yeah, uh, this is this is a very, very good addition to the Nintendo Switch library. Absolutely. What's next, Steven? <laughs> this is the, I didn't catch the name of the next one, so maybe this is a good one for you. Deca Police. Deca Police. This is also about... Oh, I, <laughs> no, it's not. I just wrote, didn't catch the name, was too pumped about Ghost Trick. Looks cute. <laughs> yeah, I honestly couldn't really tell you what it's about, even watching the trailer. Um, it's coming out this year. It's being developed and produced by Level 5. Oh, it's another Level 5 game. Interesting. Yeah, th- okay. this is the interesting thing. So th- the reason I wanted to specifically call out Level 5 is that there was an article, or I, I think even just like a-, a blog post on the Level 5 website a, a couple weeks ago, saying specifically that they want to become a global company again. Uh, they said something to the effect, it, like complete nonsense, but they said something to the effect of... Um, Post-pandemic, video games have become a globalized industry, and we want a part of that. Which was like, in what world? <laughs> what world do you yeah, live what, in? What, what where was... video games weren't a global industry right. before, like twenty twenty? Yeah, you produced a lot of great games that were being sold globally, and then chose to stop doing that. Uh, very strange, but it's I I wouldn't have in a hundred years guessed that we would have gone from that announcement a couple weeks ago to they're announcing literally three games in this Nintendo Direct. Yeah, right. Really amazing. Um, I don't really know what Deca Police is. It looks a lot like another game that showed up later, which we'll talk about. Yeah, there there are a couple like paranormal investigation games that sort of look like RPGs as well. Yeah. Um, curious about it. I, I I don't have. I need to know more. It's one of those like. Yeah. I'll same. see what the reviews say. Situation. Totally. Next up is Bayonetta Origins. Uh, this is a prequel starring young Bayonetta. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Okami almost, the sort of a storybook uh, watercolor presentation to it. Yeah. And this comes out March 17th. I don't really know enough about any of this to like have an opinion, really. <laughs> uh, I know some people who are big Bayonetta fans that are excited. I, I know very little about like the lore of Bayonetta. And this, at least at first glance, seems to be like, I think a prequel by definition, I think is for 
people who are fans of like that text and want more totally want to see how things came to be yeah um i did have somebody hit me up on mastodon a couple weeks ago and ask if we were ever going to talk about bayonetta and my response was essentially to the effect of like you and i are always talking about maybe doing bayonetta at some point yeah yeah you and you and i were like planning on doing it for the october bonus last year and then got so swept up in castlevania and metroid that it just became a bonus um but yeah i think it's always in the cards i think you know there's there's a lot of controversy about the third one but i at least want to check out the first two at some point in my life yeah definitely i mean i was i was uh checking out some of the old devil may cry games as well which i feel like they're definitely two sides of the same coin yeah they're in conversation um especially now like after playing hi-fi rush i definitely have an appetite for that style of game Mm. um I, I like games where it's like there is sort of this like third person free for all action, but like the goal is like do this as cool as possible. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, which is a lot of fun. I think you should take the next one. Yeah. So speaking of cool as possible, uh, there is Splatoon 3 DLC already, which is kind of surprising. Because I feel like usually with DLC, it's announced like a few days later, like in the case of Fire Emblem Engage or. It's like years down the road, you know, yeah. like I think Octo, well, Octo Expansion was, I, th- I believe, two years after Splatoon 2 came out. But we're already getting Splatoon 3 DLC. Uh, there are two waves of content. Uh, the first one, which we're getting in the near future, is Incopolis from Splatoon 1. So they are adding the setting from the original Splatoon into Splatoon 3, which is such a cool idea. I am uh, got- in love with this decision. Yeah, it's, I think it's a great idea because I think, like, all three Splatoon games have such a strong sense of place and, like, the shopkeepers there and the and the hosts that announce everything. And I, I do think that there's something bittersweet about, you know, going into the next one and being like, I'm excited to see the new characters, but I have such an attachment to those originals, you know? Yes. Um, I didn't play the first one, but I'm excited to meet who's there and just to have that change of setting is a really cool idea yeah i i loved the first splatoon um that that was kind of where i spent most of my time i would say out of the trilogy was the first one um and loved Incopolis as a setting and honestly both two and three i like the i like the hubs the hub worlds in both of those games but neither of them hold a candle to Incopolis for me um and i am very excited to just what okay the brilliant thing about this dlc <laughs> the thing that i love so much about it is it's the way it works is you just take a subway from the hub world in Splatoon 3 to the hub world from Splatoon 1 Encopolis and you can just play the game as you normally would you just do it from Encopolis instead of this new spot um so it has all the same I mean not the same exact shops but the same items in all the shops and it has all the same shopkeepers and all the same options so it really is just like which hub world do you want to hang out in uh, and I will choose Incopolis every single time in that case. Um, and they've they've also switched up some of the shopkeepers and stuff. I, th- I think it's I think it's gonna be really fun. I'm I'm I love that as an idea. Uh, and I kind of hope they, they do add... it for two as well. Yes. Yeah. Oh, is that what you're gonna say? Yeah. Yeah. I love the the hosts in two specifically the the two mm-hmm. like talk show hosts or the two idols. And then the other announcement for the DLC, the second wave, which is coming out this summer, is near Automata, which is fitting because it's yeah. You keep reading my mind. It's uh, <laughs> it's called Side Order, and it's clearly another Octo Expansion type yeah. DLC. But it really does look like the copied city. Yeah. The, on, like honestly, if you didn't watch the trailer for this, watch it. It's so 
cool. It's such a great like vibe trailer. Yeah, um, it's just I mean, a I've wordless always... pan down from the top of this space down to one of the the characters just kind of standing there, set to what I imagine is the music of this space and of this DLC, yeah. which is <clears throat> Chef's Kiss. Perfect shit. Splatoon is one of the few like games I have the art books of because I just love the look of this world, and uh, they take a lot of interesting risks with. Uh, the Octo expansion and clearly with this upcoming side order where Octo expansion was like really, really surreal, like even more surreal than the core game. Cause the core game kind of has like a Nickelodeon gack energy to it. Sometime <laughs> live, mm-hmm. but Octo expansion was like kind of melancholy. It almost felt like a, like the music was sort of more atonal and like adult swim esque. Yeah. Um, and the story was a little bit darker as well. And like, you're exploring sort of this the this platoon version of the deep sea, um, and what made that DLC great was that it was very focused on the single player, which I think all three splatoons kind of lack like a meaningful single player. And Octo Expansion showed everybody like what the possibilities are for totally. a really interesting single player campaign. So I'm really really excited to see what they do with Side Order because like I love Splatoon three. But I think there was a missed opportunity to like finally give everyone that single player we've been waiting for. And I, I, I'm optimistic that this could be it. Yeah, I, I am very hopeful. I, I think walking away from my experience with Splatoon 3, um, I was kind of, I don't want to be too mean, but I was I was so bummed out by the single player experience that it almost turned me off from like continuing to play that game entirely. Um, so I think Side Order being great could revitalize my interest in that but honestly just adding Inkopolis might be enough <laughs> I, I, think, I think I'm a pretty easy target for this situation yeah. I'm optimistic for both of these I'm, I'm very excited I, I love Splatoon yeah um next up Disney Illusion Island my boss I... Mickey Mouse in his own video game <laughs> thank you Walt I love the vibes. I really like the look of this. It's, it's an interesting kind of blending of like Steamboat Willie and like sort of modern Cartoon Network energy. This I is feel what like. this is what um, the Mickey Mouse show looks like now. This is like, oh, does it? This is what the actual like current line of Mickey Mouse cartoons look like. Um, That's and, that makes sense. Yeah, and uh, as a video game, also looks fantastic. <laughs> I was like, I had this articulate point of like, I love the unique vibe. It's just like what the show is. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, still, it's great. It's, yeah. it's cool. Uh, also, that show is hilarious. It is like actually legitimately very funny. I kind of uh, got Rayman vibes from this trailer. Weirdly. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I totally get that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to see what this is. Yeah. Um, I imagine a lot of my coworkers will play it, so I will report back if it's, uh, <laughs> if it's fun. Awesome. Okay. Fine. Uh, Fire Emblem <laughs> Engage has DLC. This feels suspiciously soon. I'll say it. Um, we got... Uh, drum roll, please. Oh, oh, hang on. They had a they had a head start on the DLC because they announced and showed off the DLC bef- way before the game was even out. So we got we got expansion one day and date with the video game, and now we're on expansion pass two already. Nonsensical. We got more emblems. These yeah. are so for those who don't know in Fire Emblem Gage, there are emblems that are essentially like characters from other fire emblem games you can equip to characters in engage and they get abilities sort of like persona um <clears throat> sorry one second we got in this dlc hector from the blazing blade soren from path of radiance i was kind of excited to see soren here i do love soren now that you're a radiant head now that i'm a radiant head 
Camilla from uh, Fates Conquest, I believe. Crom and Robin from Awakening. Also fun to see Crom. Veronica, who I think is from the mobile game. Because uh, they, sh- they said she's the emblem of heroes, which I th- just thought was Fire Emblem Heroes. That's interesting. Um, and then there's a uh, DLC mission called the Fell Xenolog. And <laughs> like for a split second, there was like a low audio version of, of this line that one of the villains says where they say, thank you for entering our prayers. And I just thought that was amazing. <laughs> and it's out today. Uh, yeah. So... I don't think, I mean, I, I, we talked about Engage recently. I think it's a lot of fun. It's definitely like not pulling me in the way other Fire Emblem games have. So I don't think I'm really compelled to get this, but I'm happy for people who are, who have never met Soren. I'm glad you have a way to, that isn't paying $400 for a GameCube disc. Like me. <laughs> I already bought the DLC because I wanted the house leaders. Uh, oh, nice. And, oh, so uh, you'll have this already. I will have this, uh, and Probably downloaded on my Switch already, if I was to guess. Um, I am still chipping away at Fire Emblem Engage and liking it a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm I, very excited to have yeah. Crom and Robin specifically yes. in one ring. Uh, the, the emblem of bonds, they're called, uh, which I was like, they're in love. <laughs> yeah, I do like that, yeah. Um, I, I've also kept playing it. It's, it's a lot of fun. I just think, uh, yeah, I've, I've shared my thoughts on it. Next Ooh, up. We have asked for this on the show. Okay, he, I, I, want, I want you to remind me what we asked for, <laughs> sorry. We love Katamari Reroll. Oh, yeah, oh, I, I, too, I have two announcements before that. Oh, That's why you? I was thrown off. Yeah, there's a game uh, called Harmony Fall of Reverie. It's oh, like a narrative game. It seems to be like choice-driven, kind of visual novel-esque, and Lena Rain is the composer. Right, uh, yes. Which yes, was yes. enough for me. That's in June. And then Octopath 2, which comes out on the 24th, and the demo is out today. <laughs> Unreal. I'm sorry, but yes, let, let's. Uh, so actually, are you I excited about Octopath Two right now? Like right um, now, gut check. How are you feeling about it? Neutral, positive. I I don't like honestly. Like I have enough games I'm enjoying right now that I don't need like another purpose retro RPG. Like I just started mm. a bit Adventures Two, and I'm hoping to get back into Chandeco. So like the place Octopath would fill is kind of already taken. Yeah, but I am I I. I Octopath Traveler was our first episode, and it's a game that I think had really incredible ideas and really great combat. And I'm curious to see if they've really learned like what made that first one special and have focused on the areas where it fell short. So I think if it's able to do that, I'm very interested, but I don't <laughs> fully trust they have for some reason. I, I am less optimistic than I wish I was about it. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the kind of... Uh, the kind of fade out experience that I had with triangle strategy, um, which in retrospect is very similar to the fade out experience I had with Octopath Traveler where like, yeah. Oh wow, this is really special. This is really cool. This is something that I'm really going to be engaged with for, you know, a pretty long period of time. And then slowly, but surely it's like so- something about it isn't really, uh, keeping my attention. Um, so I'm, I'm iffy about it. I'm willing, you know, if, if it comes out and people are like, Hey, this is fucking great. Uh, or even if it's like mixed, but there are people who are really going to bat for it. I mean, you know, that's essentially my bat signal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so like I'll probably end up checking it out if I was to guess. Um, but at the moment where we stand now, I'm a little bit iffy on it. I'll play the demo. I think, I think it's good that there's a demo available and I I'll should, see yeah. how I'm just that feels. Demo. What am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> What the fuck? What the fuck, Bigly? Speaking of exciting, too, I forgot that I I put all the announcements I'm most excited for in blue in my notes. So oh. 
to, to retcon the blue announcements, the ones I'm most excited for, are Ghost Trick. Uh-huh. So far. So far. Ghost Trick, Splatoon 3, DLC. Harmony Fall of Reverie. I'm really curious about that. And the thing we asked for, the thing that's coming up next, the We Love Katamari remaster. We Love Katamari. Okay. You you and I talked about, I think we talked about Katamari Damacy Reroll when that first came out on the Switch. Uh, and I'm sure we did, yeah. Ob- obviously, like an all-timer, great game. Um, I would say that's like one of the more influential games of my life, that first Katamari. Yeah, it's, it's, it's one of the best games ever. Like, no joke. And yeah. to one-up that, We Love Katamari is like everything that a sequel should be uh, and I think is is an improvement in every single way on the original and I could not be happier that this game's coming out. I like Katamari Damacy a lot, but when Reroll came out, I found myself missing a lot of what exists in We Love Katamari. So I'm we really We Love Katamari really excited is awesome. It was actually the one I played first. Cuz remember there oh, was there was a Namco demo disc and uh I think I had this like in high school. And my friend and I were playing it and we're like, what is We Love Katamari? And we turned it on and we were initially so scared because you're just walking around this village with people like looking directly at the camera saying kind of ambiguously what they want. Yeah. And then you meet the king of all cosmos and we're like, what? What was in our drink? Like, what? What is <laughs> happening right now? And then we started playing it and immediately fell in love. And the king of all cosmos is like 99% my like inspiration in life yeah um and in this game you can play as the young king and you can take selfies <laughs> so we don't even have to do game of the De- games of the decade part two because it's just going to be this for nine hours <laughs> young king selfies for nine hours straight uh i will say also the soundtrack in that game is maybe better than the first yeah. one also the only thing I like more about Katamari, I mean, they're both incredible, but Katamari Damacy, I like walking around on the planet in between levels mm. and the music that plays when that you're soaring song in space. That song is beautiful, yeah. Yeah, more than walking around the village. Mm-hmm. Um, I think something about that being the space between levels is very like Little Prince almost. Yeah, totally. And that adds sort of a little bit of magic to the journey, but they're both they're both incredible games we didn't talk about this at all uh on or off the show but i i I should have mentioned this i went to the morgan library uh and museum in new york city manhattan uh which first of all uh named after jp morgan the very rich man (laughs) uh which was interesting because i walked into this one room that just had two portraits of jp morgan dressed in like red kind of uh like illuminati robes which was very scary oh my god um but that museum and library is uh notable for having and housing the original manuscript and sketches of the little prince um, and they had an exhibit that was oh, like, that's cool. that was like, here it is. Here's, here's how the little prince was written from like the first ever sketches in the margins of a notebook while like flying through the air in world war one, uh, wow. up through publishing and, and localization, which was very cool. Um, it was that's amazing. Yeah. I, I thought you'd appreciate that. That was just I do for appreciate you. That. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take that. I'll take one. What's next? Uh, Sea of Stars. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be looks, cool. Yeah. This looks stunning. This is this is another kind of throwback RPG, but the presentation is really good. Like It, it feels like um, every now and then there are games that are clearly focusing on a certain system's aesthetic, but like can one-up it because it's 2023. And this is like Super Nintendo, Game Boy Advance, 
plus 10 kind of energy, I yeah, feel. Yeah, yeah. This um, has been a standout also, in, like, three or four Nintendo Directs at this point, and every single yeah. time they announced it, I'm just like, okay, just, like, tell me tell me when I can play it, though. I, I really want to get my hands on it. And honestly, truly, Chained Echoes kind of stole its thunder a little bit. When Chained Echoes dropped, I was like, oh, this is, this is taking all of the excitement I had for Sea of Stars and just funneling it into a different thing. Uh, and I'm, one I'm hoping thing. that this stands out. Yeah, I, I know where you're going with this. And the one thing that, like, if you were about to be, like, another retro RPG, and then they just casually announced that the composer is Yasunori Mitsuda, uh, the man behind the soundtracks to Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross, the Xenogears, and Xenoblade games. Pretty much any any soundtrack that has made you cry in public, he has created. <laughs> uh, so his involvement is really exciting. Yeah. Um, especially for, because this is an indie project, right? Mm-hmm. So this is like a bit of, because I feel like he usually works for like the big, you know, RPG companies. It's yeah. cool that he's able to work with a smaller team. Yeah. Uh, that demo is also out now, already sitting yeah. there on my home screen on the Nintendo <laughs> Switch. So uh, get ready to hear about that at some point. And it comes out in August, uh, August 29th, it looks like. Yeah. Basically September. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that a teen comedy? Like, I, I can see like a stud with a notebook, like shrugging at the camera. Yeah. It's basically. basically September. And I don't even have a date to the sophomore semi. <laughs> what are you doing? It's basically September. <laughs> Time to start school. Apples are growing. Okay, uh, the next game is... <laughs> <laughs> what else happens in September, Stephen? <laughs> when do apples grow? <laughs> All right. <laughs> the What's next next? game is... The next game I wrote is Air Hockey League of Legends. <laughs> uh, it's Mega Strikers. Oh, Mega Strikers, yes. Yeah, this looks cool. Uh, this comes out. Uh, I <laughs> my only two notes are Air Hockey League of Legends and I'm into it. April 27th. You know what my only note was? Is this Pyre? Oh, yeah. Honestly, I, I thought back to when we, in, in like the depths of quarantine, when it, we did a late night recording as the finale. No, this was, this was pre-quarantine. I, mean, I don't know. Time is irrelevant. We had a late night recording of the end of season two where we ranked all of the 51 worldwide classics. <laughs> and I remember our love of air hockey. And I'm like, air hockey is just a great template for any sports game. Yeah. And if you can like rpgify air hockey i'm totally <laughs> into that that sounds great yeah uh this is like a like a free-to-play uh thing a free-to-play oh, is it? sportsy thing uh and comes out in april <laughs> we'll see cool yeah we'll see how it is i i think um there's potential there at least i i don't want to be a, a debbie downer but i feel <clears throat> like the past two weeks have just been announcement after announcement after announcement of free-to-play competitive online multiplayer games like shutting down their live services forever um so when a new one gets announced i'm like you know a little bit of a, a collar pull situation Ooh, yeah yeah um but you know we'll see i i i hope for the best it's basically september it's basically september <laughs> it's gonna be stuck well in that case it's basically may april 27th <laughs> that's the sequel that was like kind of the bring it on again like no one really liked it, it was yeah. straight to video okay so the next one i'm not like so they announced etrian odyssey yeah one through three HD so, remasters of them. HD remasters. So Etrian Odyssey 1 and 2 were on the DS. Actually, no, all of these were on the DS. Yeah. And then 4 and 5 are 3DS. The thing about Etrian Odyssey is that they're really expensive uh, and they're pretty hard to find uh, yeah. for both systems. So I'm really glad they're available. I 
I feel bad because I feel like this is like it. We've explored so much Atlas stuff uh, in doing the DS episode and, the, and now the 3DS episode, and like so many people I look up to love these games, and I just I'm like allergic to them. I just can never get into Adrian Odyssey. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I just like don't really enjoy them, but I'm really happy for everyone who does. And I'm glad that they're available. And this is one of the announcements that has made me more optimistic that like 3ds could get backed up because the thing about these games is they're so made with the DS in mind, because the whole idea is that you're creating a map as you explore labyrinth on the lower screen. Yeah. So to me, that just means, okay, there's definitely an interest in preserving some stuff, even if it was made with that hardware specifically in mind. Mm, yeah, I I think um, uh, another weirdly shining example of this is uh, Pocket Card Jockey Ride On showing yeah. up on Apple Arcade. Is like right. It's it's very interesting to watch these games that were made with the DS in mind uh redesigned for one screen ghost trick obviously another great example of this of like i don't know how you make that work but good luck um and in all of these cases it seems like they've made it work so good job i could see it maybe being like i think it's it's it might be difficult like i imagine there'll be like a you know you like pause to bring up the map and and edit there i'm I'm very curious how they're going to make it work on switch but yeah yeah we'll see Oh man. Okay, so this this is another uh blue announcement for me. Very happy very for you. About. Finally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Advance Wars 1 plus 2 reboot camp. Uh yes, my friends are back. April 21st, very close to my birthday. Yeah. So, I'm I'm living my best life. <laughs> um this is a remake of the first two Advance Wars games that were for the Game Boy Advance. And I'm really excited about it. On one hand, I kind of wish they could just port. Actually, I wonder if they are because there's a later announcement, which we'll get to. But regardless, um, one and two are incredible games. And I'm curious to see how this does because there was an era, the Game Boy Advance, where Fire Emblem and Advance Wars were sort of like side by side in popularity and success. Mm -hmm. And clearly one has overtaken the other in more recent years. Um, And I'm just hoping there's maybe comeback potential here for Advance Wars. But regardless of what happens after this, I'm just very excited to see how this game is. I was initially kind of divided on the new art style, but I have to say after this trailer especially, I really like how the characters look. And I also appreciate that the way the map looks, there's always this feeling in the original games that like they're sort of playing with toys and not actually at war. Mm-hmm. And I, I like to see that the reboot is sort of leaning into that. Like it literally looks like a toy box. Um, so I, I'm just really excited to see how this turns out. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited uh, for you to get your hands on this and to tell me how it is. Uh, <laughs> I, as, as I think I mentioned like way back when they first announced this, it was, I would I would have been a lot more excited about it had we not just done the Game Boy Advance bonus. That was sure. like that was like right when we did it uh, that yeah. they announced this. That honestly, that was like back. I remember I think recording that episode about that Nintendo Direct and being like, "How is this possible?" Which feels very similar to uh, like Samba de Amigo coming out uh, <laughs> in this one yeah. and, and Ghost Trick. Um, but yeah, I I, I think. I think this existing just to to double back to a previous point you had made. I think this existing and still coming out means it probably won't hit 
Nintendo Switch Online, uh, the originals. Mm. It, it feels yeah. like that would kind of undercut themselves a little bit. But I did see the original Fire Emblem, or at least the the first one that came out in the U.S. as part of the Game Boy Advance collection, which is awesome. Yeah, I'm very happy that's there. But yeah, I, I think you're right about this. Yeah, um, it's just it, I'm really interested in it coming out in April, uh, specifically because it's been done for over a year and like was supposed to come out literally last year. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wonder why they're waiting so long on it, but I wonder if it's literally just like, let's look at all the things that we have finished and then, you know, put them on a calendar. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a version of that, but I'm just excited it's soon. We have a date, so it's got to happen, right? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Cool. So next up is Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe. My only note is, dude, Magalore. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Um, I, I don't know this one. Yeah, th- this was I think the Wii or the Wii U Kirby. Uh, I, let me let me find this out. Yeah this this was a this was a side scrolling Kirby game that they made for the Nintendo Wii, uh, which I have not played despite being a very big Kirby fan. Um, and honestly, just like hot on the heels of uh, of of the Forgotten Land, I feel compelled to play another Kirby game. Uh, oh yeah. So. Even though it is a side-scrolling game, uh, I'm excited to play it. I, th- I think it's gonna be great, and I love. So they, the the whole big announcement, at least in this direct, was um, they added this new story mode replays Magalore, who I guess is one of the characters in this game, um, and it's essentially like RPG adjacent. It seems like where you make your way through these levels and get uh, like ability points that you can use to upgrade Magalore's different abilities, and you can kind of choose your own adventure in terms of what abilities you want to upgrade and in what order. Uh, so I don't know. It just sounds really cool. I'm I'm excited about this. Um, just having a, a new kind of big scale side scrolling Kirby game to play is kind of just with a doctor order yeah. for me. I also love the Kirby games that give weight to the powers. Like I think Forgotten Land struck a really great balance of like the powers are available, but you can do a lot to like upgrade them and, and you'll feel the the weight of those upgrades it's not just frivolous like i love the alchemy of n64 kirby where you can combine all the powers but like they all kind of do the same thing yeah like when the game sort of you sort of see the result of what you choose to invest in yeah that's that's always the piece of a great kirby game to me one of the things i'm most curious about with this game is um the the Nintendo Wii release, at least, was really focused on couch co-op. Like, it was meant to be played with two to four people. Yeah. Um, and I'm curious if they have online in this. I can't see anything. I, I can't find anything online about if they're actually adding it or not. But um, either way, I mean, even if it is just couch co-op, that's still exciting to me. Yeah. It's always good, especially yeah. with Kirby. Yeah. Uh, I'll say it like again. soon. That's in, like, two weeks, three weeks, something like that. The multiplayer of Kirby 64 is weirdly great. I'll, I'm just... Putting it out there for the universe <laughs> yet again. Uh, that is playable on Nintendo Switch Online plus expansion pass. Speaking of Nintendo speaking Switch of Online, yeah, another big blue announcement for me. Uh, they are adding the Game Boy to the Virtual Console for Nintendo Switch Online subscribers, in addition to the Game Boy Advance. So first they announced the Game Boy, and I was like, this looks great. Uh, one of the chats I was in uh, was with friends of the show, Kim Bolt, and our dear, dearly beloved editor, AJ, and we were riffing on the whole event, and <laughs> Bolt immediately said, what are they going to do to make this suck? Because <laughs> like, it, the, the it, it was so, it was so like, 
inspiring and exciting. And I was like, I'm so happy. We've been asking for this for a long time. Right. And it felt like a no-brainer. And what's interesting is that they are kind of lumping the Game Boy and Game Boy Color together. Um, you can actually choose. For I thought every- that was fascinating. Yeah, because Game Boy Color, like, is sort of a different system. Like, it is and it isn't. It's not quite right. as clearly defined as, like, 3DS, where, like, 3DS games were not, you know, you couldn't do those on... Well, let me start over. Like, 3DS was its own system, even though it was backwards compatible and similar hardware. Game Boy Color, like, started off as just a gimmick, or started off as, like, it's just Game Boy with color, but then there were Game Boy Color exclusives, like Wario Land 3 and the Oracle games, which were, like, clearly a step above what the Game Boy was capable of. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I think is really fun is that all the games that are available for Game Boy, you can choose whether or not they have the original Game Boy filter, which I don't know who wants that green back in their life, but... Some people do. Um, yeah, some... I, I, am, I live so deeply in the online <laughs> YouTube world of people uh, buying and configuring handheld emulators like the ones from Amber Nick and the MiU Mini and things like that. And in all of those videos, people always show off Game Boy games being played with the original DMG filter, and I I can't do it. I can't. Yeah. I can't bring myself to do it. I don't want to like relive memories of having a palette expander and like playing <laughs> playing Donkey Kong Land on the Game Boy Pocket in yeah. like a weird fish store, waiting for my dad to buy food for our pets. As I just like you know pretended I was enjoying myself. Like, you talking need- about Tropical Fish World on Route Seventeen, Stephen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fun. Well, I memory. was at the hottest place in 1999. That's a fun memory, but something about that green just reminds me. Like, remember when you had a retainer cemented to your teeth? Yes. And one of your parents had to turn a key every night, yeah, as if this nightmare. was like a medieval torture device for a gossip. Yeah. Like this is torture. And it hurt. Yeah. It hurt. I don't want that green, but I do want the pocket or the color. I like those options. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know which one I I really want that's not included in here is uh, the Game Boy Light. Which oh, yeah. was like the the Game Boy Pocket, but they had a backlight behind it, and it was this like really kind of stark, almost off white with like a little bluish tint and black. Uh, it was beautiful, really beautiful uh, color filter there. Game Boy Game Boy Pocket was my first Game Boy. Um, I, I had a really nice red Game Boy Pocket, um, and I loved it. I think it, I think it stopped working, and I don't know where it is. I still have my Game Boy Color. I have like a highlighter green Game Boy Color, um, but I just. I don't want to play anything without a backlight. That's where I draw the line with old hardware. I need a backlight. I have an SP. It's the farthest back I'll go. Yeah. Um, there's too many great handheld emulators to to settle for a lightless a thing a green. Backlight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's some really cool stuff here. Uh, a lot of Mario games. Link's Awakening DX, which I think is the best way to play Link's Awakening. I really love the cute Switch remake. Wow. I really do. But I think the Game Boy Color one is a nice bridge between the green and the like full flashy 2019. I, I think they're both worth playing. But I, I something about Link's Awakening DX to me is like I see that as like the game. That's interesting. That sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get that. I uh, I should give it a shot. I'll, I'll give it a shot now that I can very easily. Uh, they they announced a bunch of games. Um, I'm just gonna go through them if you don't mind. Sure. Uh, I will say, though, before people who love the Link's Awakening, I, I like the Link's Awakening remake. And also, not only do I like it, but I want more like it. I want them to do that for the Oracle games. Like, I want the Oracle games in that style. Yeah. So, so I, honestly, this this might undercut my argument that Advanced Wars might not come 
to this uh, expansion pass thing because Link's Awakening being here and also having a full fledged remake on the Nintendo Switch maybe 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 nothing yeah. matters but also what the <laughs> fuck are we doing trying to ever predict what nintendo's doing yeah yeah not it's a fool's errand there's it's a, a new wario game tomorrow that no one knows about you know like <laughs> right yes it's just gonna come out with no hype super it's mario like, odyssey 3 is coming out tomorrow. <laughs> it's already out there's a demo available it wasn't announced and if you're wondering where the second one is if you live in sydney australia here is the longitude and latitude to the one cartridge we made yeah <laughs> Uh, you gotta anyway. get a Game Shark to play it. <laughs> Games for the Game Boy and Game Boy yeah. Color, which I still I, I agree with you. It's it's a weird thing to to mash them together, but it's fine. Uh, I get it. Tetris, I, yeah, Tetris, Super Mario Land Two in the six golden coins, which Great is interesting game. because I literally just in a video like two days ago lamented that I couldn't play that on my Nintendo Switch. Uh, you could find that on our YouTube. That game is like the middle phase anamorph between Mario and Wario as a series. Yes. Because Super Mario Land 3 was Wario 1, basically. Right. And if you if you look uh, on, on the overworld map in uh, Mario Land 2, it like it looks just like Wario. It looks more yeah. like Wario than like Mario. Exactly. Um, Metroid 2, Return of Samus, which I want to double back to. Uh, Kirby's Dream Land, the original. Great game. Wonderful game. game. Yeah. yeah, really good. Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening DX. Alone in the Dark, The New Nightmare, which is a game I've never heard of, uh, but looked like surprisingly fully fleshed out like Resident Evil Silent Hill adjacent, but on the Game Boy Color. Yeah. It looks like miraculous. I actually can't wait to check I might play out. that in October. Yeah, that'd be yeah, fun. Yeah, it's fascinating. Uh, game & Watch Gallery 3. A game called Gargoyles Quest, which I've never heard of. It's a spinoff of Ghosts and Goblins. Yeah. Which is cool. Uh, and Wario Land 3. So that that's all the stuff that's launching for the Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Uh, coming soon, Kirby's Tilt and Rumble. Tilt and Tumble, sorry. Pokemon, the trading card game. Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons. Oh, yes. Now, I, I can't get over... I want to see the executive conversation that led to us only getting the Pokemon trading card yes, game. Yes, this is exactly yes, what I want to talk about. This is the about. elephant in the room. Yeah. This is like when Sony All-Stars got Raiden and not Snake. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 I I have... the th- Okay. There's no, there's no way to really overstate how wild it is that Pokemon is not a part of this unless they're like waiting with bated breath for people to start unsubscribing from Nintendo switch online just so they can add this. So they can be like Pokemon red and blue. Here we go. Here it is. Yeah. Because I, I don't want to, I don't want to like undercut the, the work that it takes to put these on here. This of isn't, course. this isn't just an emulator uh, as much as I think a lot of people want to believe that because they're adding online functionality to all of these games. Um, but Dude, it's, Pokemon Red online on the Switch would be so much fun. <laughs> I mean that that's a no brainer, right? That's like yeah. a no brainer. And I wonder, I wonder, we'll see, I guess. But I, I wonder if we're gonna get some kind of like Super Mario All Stars kind of thing where these things are oh. are broken out of this Nintendo Switch online service and are released because they can. I'm sure they could reuse the tech that is the back end of this to just make a collection of all of those games and release them as one package or something for I'm sure $120. I will say though, the Pokemon trading card game is like, it's great. Pretty great. It's like almost as good as Pokemon red and blue. Yeah. Uh, If you like your rivals mean Ronald in the Pokemon (laughs) trading card game is vicious. Yeah. He is waiting for you at every club. 
and ready to duel. Yeah. Also, that game was kind of a harsh awakening. We might have talked about this on our red and blue bonus, but I remember like, you know, when the cards first hit the US in like 97, I was in second grade, third grade, and like every kid at recess, it was like literally like the show recess, but like an economy run purely by and and with Pokemon yeah. cards. Yeah. It was it was everywhere. I kind of in retrospect now that I'm an adult, I understand why parents were like, What on earth is happening here? <laughs> like, why is my kid suddenly really into tarot, but like Pokemon? Yeah. Um so I, I think that uh that era, no one really knew how to play though. Like we were all just trading and, and like when I did play, we were just saying what we did. Almost like more D and D in retrospect. We were just like, I use this and it was great, right, DM? Yeah. Uh but playing the Pokemon training card game taught me the rules, and I was like, oh, we've been <laughs> cheating for years. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, like uh, the first time I played Uno on the Xbox 360. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, the Pokemon training card game is like good. It's like it's like magic for kids, you know? Yeah. And, and I think now it has its own scene. I, I don't know very much about like the modern state of Pokemon cards, but like it is very much its own game, which is really cool. So yeah. I would love to revisit that. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that to uh, show up. It is listed as coming soon, which means I'm sure we'll get it in like three or four months. Um, on the Game Boy Advance side, which is uh, a thing that is only being released for people who have the Plus Expansion Pack add-on to their Nintendo Switch Online account, which also gets uh, the N64 library, the Booster Course Pass for Mario Kart 8, Sega Genesis, the Splatoon 2 Octo Expansion, and uh, Happy Home Paradise on... Animal Honestly, Crossing. that's it's a like great, a, it's like a good bundle. It's a good bundle. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I hate I hate to be that guy, but like it's a good bundle. Yeah, um, all that stuff is like life changingly good. Yeah. yeah, this this collection currently only has six games in it, uh, but they really picked like six great games to launch with. They did. Uh, it's Legend of Zelda Minish Cap, which you and I talked so much about in the Game Boy Advance bonus about how much we wanted that game to be available on the Nintendo Switch. Because yeah. that pixel art is still going to look amazing blown it's up on a stunning. huge TV. That was my number one game, too, on that console. Uh, yeah. it's And it's one of my favorite Zeldas. It's a really interesting one because it's like... My my pitch for it is it's, it's a top-down Zelda that is incorporating 3D del- 3D Zelda design. Yes. Um, and it's, it's one of the best-looking... 2d zelda games yeah it's 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 a beautiful video game yeah uh mario kart super circuit which i love big fan of that game um uh, you can hear us talk about all of these games on the game boy advance bonus with the exception of kuro 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 in uh which is a game that i don't think either of us talked about on that episode but is fun and is a bizarre addition to this uh collection i love it but it's it's like a cult classic game boy advance game uh it's it's like a uh, kind of puzzle score chase racing kind of thing uh you, you're like you're essentially a stick and you have to avoid obstacles and that's the game and that it is way more fun than it sounds um warioware inc mega micro games the original all time where um yeah. yeah i mean that if you're gonna pick one from the game boy advance it's probably the one i personally loved twisted uh but we'll see maybe that'll show up eventually um Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, which is incredible, beautiful, perfect video game. Really love it. Actually, never finished it when we were playing it for the Game Boy Advance bonus. So I'm excited to go back and start it from the top and, and play that. Um, and finally, Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Brothers 3, which I thought was a weird addition considering you can play Super Mario Brothers 3 in the NES collection. You can also play it in the Super Nintendo collection via Super Mario All-Stars. 
And then they added the little twitch. Uh, sorry. And then they added the little twist, which is that you can play. Um, I completely forgot that they had this, but they added extra levels via those uh, like link e cards that they used oh, to have. Wow. If you got the the card reader for the Game Boy Advance, you could swipe cards that would <laughs> add levels to it, and they're just including all those levels in this version. Um, so that's the stuff that it's launching with on the coming soon end. They got Metroid Fusion, Fire Emblem, F Zero love the first f-zero on on um on game boy advance and the big one i think for a lot of people is going to be golden sun um and they're also adding kirby and the amazing mirror which uh is is an interesting choice but is a game that a lot of people really like i'm so happy that fire emblem and golden sun are on here like i i uh i honestly started tearing up at all this i know that's like a bit dramatic but like i just have such an attachment to this library in particular it like weirdly means a lot to like both of us like yeah in our own lives but also for the show too like that episode was such a incredible experience and like really like you know i i walked away from that really thinking like the game boy events like might be the best console not that it's like a competition but like i think for like if i had to figure out like artistically what is everyone at Nintendo like given the world? I feel like the Game Boy Advance comes to mind like a, in in on the same level as a lot of their like best stuff. Yeah, that's very nice. Uh, I I think I think I agree with you. Uh, yeah, the big the big takeaway f- for me outside of the absence of Pokemon and like just wondering <laughs> what the fuck that means um, is we finally got our wish that all of the mainline Metroid games are available on the Nintendo Switch now. Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, Metro that's what Fusion. This means. Yeah, Fusion. Is... Fusion was the big outlier. I mean, and like, it. I hope that they add Zero Mission eventually. But technically, you could go back to the NES and play the first Metroid, um, and then now Metroid Two via the Game Boy One. Uh, yeah, it's amazing. We're finally here. Super I do kind of wish Fusion came out before Dread, but hey, take what you can get. Yeah, same. Really strange. Um. It, worth noting, I mean, this stuff has been rumored forever. Like the actual, the actual backend emulation of this stuff leaked like a year and a half ago. Uh, so it's one of those things that Nintendo has been like, I don't want to say openly working on, but like w- openly, as in we all knew that this was coming eventually, and it was just a question of when. And I, in a million years, wouldn't have expected that it was happening today. Um, but I'm glad it is. There, that's the thing about this director is that there are so many. There are like four or five things in this direct that could have been an end of show announcement. I was actually amazed that it kept going after the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance announcement and then the next announcement. And then there's like over four more announcements after that. (laughs) Yeah, I would say everything from the Splatoon DLC onwards is like banger after banger after yeah. banger like th- this this direct just really kept on giving uh but this I'm, I'm really glad this is happening i mean obviously i have like a huge wish list of other games that i hope they add eventually um but we'll see yeah honestly um, the, the other ones have kind of been a little bit of a letdown in terms of like how frequently they've been updating it so i i'm that's not the thing, really holding like, my breath for, you know for i stuff. i we've both been critical of like this system like the you know, having the subscriber like reward be this backlog and treating it like a novelty, like you said earlier, but I'm just glad it's there, you know, and it's a little bit of a low bar, but I think like it's it's, better than literally nothing, (laughs) Yeah, which is what we had before this happened. (laughs) Exactly. Um, so cool. Well, moving on, speaking of Metroid, the next announcement, another kind of open secret for the last, what, three years. Yeah. Um, the Metroid Prime 1 remaster. It's yeah, some, out 
today. Somewhere out in, in the wider United States of America, Jeff Grubb over at Giant Bomb is probably losing his fucking mind because he's been <laughs> saying on his podcast and on Twitter and everything that the Game Boy stuff was coming and that the Metroid Prime remaster was coming for like actual years. Uh, and here we are. Here we are. I, I could not believe this was happening. I yelled out loud. I like, texted you. Like, I was, actually, are you okay? Like the minute this happened. Yeah, I I was I was actually yelling. Um, it's only forty dollars. Oh, nice. Which yeah, I was really yeah. surprised by. Yeah, I uh, I'm really excited. I've only played a little bit of Metroid Prime Three, so I have like a huge blind spot for the Ooh. Prime games. Ooh. So this feels this, like a bonus, maybe. Well, we talked about that before. I mean, this was like yeah. I I have Metroid Prime on my Steam Deck, but I'm like. I feel like starting it now would be sacrilegious. Like we need to do this when we both agree that that's like going to be the bonus. So I mm. imagine sometime this year it's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I love, I love what they have chosen to do with this remaster. First of all, it just looks very good, obviously. Um, but also including both the original control scheme from the GameCube, which is not great. I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> and also like actual, just for real normal twin stick controls. Great choice by itself uh and i'll be curious to see if when i boot this thing up if it also has motion controls from the wii version uh because i would honestly be into that if that i remember kind of enjoying uh, metro prime 3 was one of the few wii games where i actually thought the motion controls added something loved it based on my like 2007 memories the wii motion controls were legitimately great for first person shooters it's just like there were maybe five of them on the nintendo wii (laughs) uh Shout out to all the, the launch game Red Steel proved to me Red Steel, yeah. that that could have worked and then nobody made any. Yeah, then we got Wii Play. Uh, <laughs> Wii Music. Wii Music. Wii Music was public domain songs. It wasn't even like Nintendo songs. <laughs> it was like old McDonald had a farm to like your me. Just sort and of. Bach. <laughs> Bach. <laughs> we should do a Wii Music bonus episode. <laughs> We won't get any copyright strikes. It's all it's all the domain, baby. I'll do a, a Wii Music Nuzlocke. I don't know what that means. We'll figure it out. I can never listen to this song again. Whenever it plays, I have to leave the room. All right. Um, next up is a game called Rain Code. This is another supernatural detective game. Yeah. This is, I think, our, our second or third time seeing this in Nintendo Direct. Um, oh, okay. Every single time, I'm a little less sure of what the, <laughs> the game is. Yeah, I have no idea. But I love the look of it. I mean, it, it, it has a very, um, it has a very like X Men or uh, <laughs> arguably Twilight or even uh, like Food Wars kind of energy, where it's like a bunch of people who are detect like master detectives, and they all have their own individual superpowers, and they use that superpower to help them solve crime. Um, great conceit. I mean, it feels like a TV oh, show yeah. I would watch, uh, and it also feels like a video game i would play one of them has a power that's sort of obradin esque where yeah. they can sort of see what happened before this could be fun i mean i think both this and the other uh, level five game that kind of was similar i think like it's a great premise for a game so i'm curious how these will turn out yeah i do feel like indies have kind of paved the way for detective games becoming more mainstream uh, oh yeah and and i'm excited to see some triple a people try and figure that out absolutely Next up is Batsen Kaitos 1 and 2 Remastered. I'm really curious about what this is, and I'm intrigued. This, uh, these, are, these are remakes of uh, GameCube games by Monolith yeah. right before they went and uh, made Xenoblade Chronicles. 
which is amazing. It's like a deck builder RPG. It looks like. Yeah, I'm I'm curious about it. I really don't know anything about it outside of that. I just think I, I was riding high at this point after everything. So I was like, I saw all these Game Boy Advance games and Metroid Prime and then, and then this. And I'm like, they're really finally giving some love to the GameCube and GBA. I love this. Yeah. I love this early thousands vibe. The Dreamcast era, yeah. maybe. Uh, speaking of game preservation, <laughs> uh, the next announcement is another blue one for me. And I imagine it's a big one for you. S- coming out this summer, Fantasy Life. The girl who steals time. Fantasy Life I. Fantasy Life I, excuse me. It's called for some reason. I am deeply confused by that. I don't know. Did we talk about this on the show or was this off the show that we had this conversation about Fantasy Life and then they made a sequel for mobile that like was a free to play nightmare and nobody really I think it was off it. the show because you gave me your physical copy of fantasy life yes and i i had just started i haven't played a lot of it though um i chose to be a, a baker i think i'm a cook oh nice yeah, yeah. I, I think that game is the most fun when you start with uh like a non-combat life yeah. um if you haven't played fantasy okay so spoilers for the nintendo 3ds episode i <laughs> fucking love fantasy life it's like one of my favorite 3ds games it's also game, level five right also level five yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a game i will go to bat for literally any day of the week um just one of those ones that you know kind of slipped under the radar but the people who love it like really love it uh and i'm one of those people but the the whole conceit is that you uh, it essentially is taking the job system from like a final fantasy kind of situation and turning it into a full ass game so you have a whole collection of jobs that you can pick right at the top of the game um like pick being a baker or like a knight or uh like a like a a woodcutter or a blacksmith or things like that and you essentially work your way down upgrading that job and then at a certain point you'll realize that you're you're upgrading that job at a much slower rate because you need certain materials or you need other abilities so then you go and pick up another job and you start to learn that job and that second job you pick up will feed into your abilities in the first one and vice versa. And then you pick up a third job and continue on until you do literally every single job in the game. Um, it is very much a kind of like numbers go up experience, uh, but is just so charming and so cute and uh, is, is a really is a really wonderful game. And I have been wondering if we'd ever see it come back i mean honestly that level five announcement a couple weeks ago really made me think like oh maybe they'll give fantasy life another shot or at least port it to something never my wildest dreams would i've expected that they're just making a full-on sequel for the nintendo switch on top of that i mean look it looks a little mobile gamey i'll I'll say that um it does have like the veneer of a mobile game for real um but the conceit of the game is that you can travel back and forth through time uh and do jobs in both time periods both a thousand years ago and in the present uh so a thousand years ago is like hello i'm the town uh, uh, fisherman you know and you're just like going out and fishing um and changing the landscape of the world and the island very like animal crossing adjacent which i guess will reflect if you go into the future also i'm not really sure but i'm excited about this I hope I hope to God it's good. But even if it's not, I'll always have the original. And I'm still I'm in the middle of playing the original again right now. So uh, Fantasy Life I, The Girl Who Steals Time. Great, great, I, great thing. I, I can't believe that this is real and is coming. Yeah, I'm year. really excited to see how this turns out. And then uh, another level five, the new Layton, like a, a jump scare Layton. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Professor Layton and the new world of steam. No date at all. No, <laughs> no anything except for some beautiful art. Uh, Professor Layton winked at me uh, and, and then he was gone. As Puzzles. As he arrived. 
I'm really I, I I've enjoyed the latent games that I've played, and I'm curious to see what a new one will bring because I I found that I really liked the atmosphere and the setting and the story, um, and I liked the puzzles, but I found that they were a little bit too water and oil. Like I didn't find that they like complemented each other mm. that much. So yeah. like because I think like I guess you know. A close comparison would probably be Ace Attorney. There's that crossover on 3DS that I still want to play. Um, and because uh, there's sort of like the investigation part of Ace Attorney in Layton. But I find that in Ace Attorney, like I can kind of treat it like the investigation phases are very dialogue driven and more akin to a visual novel. Yeah. Whereas the uh, the court parts are almost more like a fighting game you know where like it's more like okay what can i use against my opponent here right um the puzzles oh i so i'm I'm just for me personally i think there's a missing ingredient there that could really make that series one that i like adore so i'm really curious what a new one can bring to the table it was interesting playing those games again because i i had played the first one on ds like way 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 back when um but it was interesting playing them again uh, for the DS bonus, because I found my experience playing them to be really just like really bizarre. Uh, and, and it's, it's a way I've never played any other game except for the witness, I guess, now that I think about it. But essentially what I was doing when I was playing professor Layton was I would just have my DS open on my desk while I was working. And if there was a puzzle I was stuck on, I would just like have it open on that puzzle. And I would just kind of like glance at it every once in a while and just try to work it out. Um, which was a really bizarre way of playing a video game <laughs> uh, as if it was like literally a written puzzle in a book. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited for another one. I, I, I hope, love I hope the vibes are immaculate in Layton. It's so chill. Like I love the palette. I just love yeah. everything about it. Yeah. And, and the setting of this new one is really gorgeous. Oh, okay. I'm out. I'm also very excited about this next one here. New Mario Kart eight tracks. Uh, they're adding Yoshi's Island, which is a new course. A new course. Yeah, it's like it's like a totally you know, every every wave of the Mario Kart Eight Deluxe Booster Pack has included one new level and then a bunch of other levels from previous games. Um, and this is the new one for Wave Four. It is awesome. It looks so it's cool. So cool. And another big announcement: they're adding Birdo to the roster yeah. now. This is cool, like in and of itself. It's yeah. great to see Birdo. Birdo's an icon of Mario lore. Yeah, she's finally here. But I couldn't help but be like, Nintendo, this game came out nine years ago. And in the cast, you have Pink Gold Peach, uh-huh. Metal Mario, several <laughs> babies, and yeah. all the like D-list Koopa kids. And you couldn't make room for Birdo at round one? Why is it taking nine? And, and then I thought to myself, <laughs> and I kind of want to manifest something here, if you don't mind. 2013 was the year of Luigi. Nintendo lost close to $500 million. We've been through this. Uh-huh. It's been 10 years since then. It's 2023. It's still the very beginning of a new decade. Yeah. And I feel like we all owe it to ourselves to make 2023 the year of Birdo. <laughs> I just feel like we, I feel like in some ways we've had the decade of Luigi. It's just been like kind of a rough time. And I think to me, Birdo embodies just like going for it and finally getting what you deserve, you know, just yeah. like really like it's time I, it took too long, but I finally got where I need to be, and now I'm making it happen. Yeah. So whatever that means to you, I want you, dear listener, to manifest your year of Birdo in 2023, and finally just make it happen. You Look know? in the mirror, acknowledge your successes, revitalize your life, you yeah. know? Yeah. 
I know we've all been through a lot, but like, look at Birdo, like, patiently waiting nine years. Yes. Link got here before Birdo. <laughs> Villager I- Isabel and the Mies got here before Birdo. Birdo was in the second Mario. She's been here for a very long time, and she's finally here, and you can be here too. You're Birdo 2023. I wow. want to make it happen. I love that so much. I'm Shout glad out you to like Birdo. it. Shout out to Birdo. Available this spring. Also, Aries season. I think Birdo's an Aries. <laughs> Tell me what the last announcement was. <laughs> Well, before the very last announcement, there was a game montage, and I thought I was being oh, clever. Oh, I didn't take any notes on this. I totally forgot about it. I thought I was being clever because I said, oh, I think I saw Mega Man Battle Network in there. And yeah, they are for sure adding pretty much every Mega Man Battle Network game to Switch. Yeah. Which is very exciting. That's not a series that I know a lot about, but I did play um, One Step from Eden, which is sort of like the revival of that style of game, and I really enjoyed that. And... I just feel like I, the one I played for the Game Boy Advance episode was one of the earlier ones, and I've been told that the later entries like really figure it out. So I'm curious about revisiting those one day soon. Yeah, I I will say that even just the second one is a huge improvement over the first one. Yeah, um, it from my experience playing them for that episode. Uh, I I honestly it, it kind of weirdly like Advance Wars. Um, I feel like I had my Mega Man Battle Network fill um, by doing that episode. That having been said, I do know that there is a huge contingent of people on the internet who are still like giant Mega Man Battle Network fans and are playing yeah. that game and there's like a big community of people who like play competitively online still um so I'm just excited that this game remains in the zeitgeist and will still be playable and is being like backed up for future generations very cool absolutely that's how I feel too yeah okay last announcement uh this was a new trailer for the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom all right. The first frame is a black screen. The second screen is a little bit less black because it seems like they're fading into something. This third frame is a little bit less black than the previous <laughs> one. And I'm starting to see maybe the outline of Hyrule Castle, but I'm not maybe super reacts. sure. Maybe <laughs> uh, What did you think of this trailer? I, through, through just like uncontrollably sobbing, uh, I, I really liked it. I think um, there's a little bit, more that i now kind of like concretely expect which is nice i think that like Mm. you know we've had what two trailers so far so like there was the initial just like zelda with short hair and link with long hair and dehydrated ganon Mm -hmm. and uh in a jerky (laughs) ganon jerky Uh, and that was like the fir- the sort of just like this is in development. It exists. That was like what three years ago, four years ago at this point. Uh huh. Sorry, Ganon Jerky was good. I, didn't I just move no, on I thought quickly. about Slim Ganon. Slim. <laughs> <laughs> Step into a Slim Dwarf. Uh, <laughs> <ew>. <laughs> um, that's my best N sixty four Ganon. Yeah, life. that was really good. Thank you. I knew exactly what you were trying to do. I appreciate it. It's also because uh, I, I also spent like the past when Link, two days playing. Yeah. <laughs> when Link falls from great heights, it goes. Yes. <laughs> it's very Goku that sound. It, it it you know it very much is yeah. yeah. The, I I already kind of expected this game to be darker than Breath of the Wilds. I think mm-hmm. um, even just like that initial trailer with with you know in in the cave with our three heroes or yeah. our two heroes and villain. Um, it seemed like I think that a lot of people expect like, oh, is this going to be sort of like the Majora's Mask to Breath of the Wild's Ocarina? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was kind of shocked at how bleak it is, like not in a bad way, but just like 
there are a lot of shots of like like things are bad. It seems like whatever we did in Breath of the Wild didn't really delay Ganon's like power over this realm. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited at that because I think, you know, something that's really that I think we talked about a lot about Breath of the Wild in our in our bonus about it and also just like in conversations about it that inevitably come up is that game takes place, you know, uh, what, a hundred years after Link lost mm-hmm. um, and and in some ways Hyrule fell, but you see the optimism just of life continuing on despite everything yes you know like there's still so much to do but like even in the worst of times people continue and you know and not only is hyrule like able to survive but it's still a place that like as a player we want to be you know we want to hang out in hyrule at its worst (laughs) um and tears of the kingdom like it looks like elden ring like it looks like kaled stuff happening with like comets of fire hitting castles and like you know there's this feeling uh there's a line that zelda has where she says like i don't know if you can do this like i don't know yeah. if you can beat him and to me my like and I don't, I don't i don't think this is true for business reasons but to me my first gut feeling was is this the last zelda game like is this the last zelda game like and i, I know it's not but I wonder if it is like if, if they're considering Breath of the Wild in this like a little duology. I do wonder if it's like the end of Zelda in this style. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is the end of the story that began in Breath of the Wild. Um I'm really excited about their focus on verticality. Uh Link on like a tractor and then on like a hoverboard was incredible. Yeah. <laughs> uh and I'm also curious the trailer ended with sounds that sounded very Twilight Realm. Very Twilight Princess energy. I kept kind of expecting Midna to like show up to like audience applause at one point. Yeah, I th- okay, the the one elephant in the room of this Nintendo Direct for me, especially considering all of the other stuff that has been rumored for a long time came true is the Twilight Princess and Wind Waker uh ports that have been rumored to be like done for over a year at this point. Um and I was honestly like they introduced the Tears of the Kingdom trailer saying that that was going to be the last announcement of the day. And then it ended with the Twilight Princess sounds. And I was like, OK, are we going to get one more announcement? Like, are we about to get Twilight Princess on the switch? And then we didn't. Um, but I am wondering if if that connection is is apt. I'm wondering if that's if that's true. I mean, also, what will be. Yeah, oh, go ahead. Sorry. The other thing that I thought was interesting that I just wanted to shout out from this trailer is uh, the last line that Zelda has, which is please lend me your power, which, uh, again, possibly implying that Zelda is a playable character in this game. Uh, That'd be is awesome. The thing that people have been speculating about for a really long time. Um, I, I will say personally, um, not, not to be a bummer, but this is the first trailer for this game that I was like not into, which I was really really surprised about. Yeah. Um, the, the thing about the way that this game has been marketed for me is that I have been getting the same shade of what I got from the first trailer over and over again. And I, I really want some more like concrete information about like, okay, how, how is this game different outside of, you know, ob- the kind of more obvious stuff? You know, um, I'm I am very interested in the verticality and I want to learn more about it. I think Nintendo in the past and with other games and even with Breath of the Wild has been very, very good at having a trailer and then having a developer, someone like Ionuma, show up and be like, hey, let me tell you about this. Like, let me tell you the thought and 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 the process that went into making these decisions, why we're making, you know, a sequel 
to a Zelda game for the first time in a long time, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we haven't gotten that yet. And that's really what I was looking forward to. And I know that's just a case of like setting up my own expectations, sure. you know, and then, and then getting bummed out by things that nobody promised me. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, that's kind of Nintendo's MO and knowing that this was going to be the first big direct of the year leading up to tears of the kingdom. I was expecting to see this game and I was expecting that kind of announcement. Um, and we didn't get that, which is which is fine. I, I'm going to love this game, I'm sure. Like, there's no real world in which I get more of Breath of the Wild and I'm upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but watching this trailer, I, wa- I was hoping for just a little bit more than what we got because it felt very similar to the last one for me. Yeah, I understand that. I think... Um... I guess I just wasn't, I didn't really know what I wanted to see, because I think now that we had the release date, yeah. I've just sort of been May 12th. Like, yeah, I've just been implicitly trusting that the game is going to be good. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, and I'm, I also, I'm with you on that, to be clear. Yeah. And I also, like, I expect it to be more, like, I said this before, I don't expect it to have the same uh, landscape shifting effect of Breath of the Wild. Like I expect it to be more of an iteration. Yeah. But I also expect that I mean when you look at Ocarina and Majora's Mask, um, which we're gonna have this conversation very soon. Yeah. Uh Ocarina was the first 3D Zelda game, which mm-hmm. is kind of incredible to think about because that set the foundation for the next X up until Breath of the Wild, pretty much every game was was built on Ocarina's foundation. Yeah. Um and Majora's Mask, I mean, r- used the same engine, used a lot of the same assets. It was made in, I think, under a year. Like they had a very, very tiny development time for Majora's Mask, which I think is what led to the three-day timer. Because like, <laughs> it's the stress of making a sequel to Ocarina of Time, yeah. which was which was as beloved in in '99 as it was as it is now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I imagine like <laughs> I, I always kind of read Majora's Mask as like the nightmare anxiety nightmare that follows making a sequel to that game yeah but i think the reason majora is still so beloved and in some ways has like its own fandom within zelda fans is that like it took that foundation and it went in very different directions with it Mm -hmm. and to this day is still one of the most unique entries in zelda history and that's kind of what i'm hoping for tears of the kingdom And, and i think that this trailer showed to me that they're already going to very kind of heavy places yeah you know and i'm curious to see what that's like because i i think for me like you know the zelda timeline and the connection between games in some cases is very concrete like a game like majora's mask it's the same link like it's it's link from ocarina in a new adventure Mm -hmm. and games like twilight princess and wind waker are both zelda games that are directly calling out past entries specifically ocarina yeah um so I think that like uh having this be a direct sequel like Ocarina to Majora, I'm just really curious like what angles are gonna be taken there. Yeah. I, I think I think you're right. I mean I that that first trailer really said to me we're going the Majora's mask route with this. Yeah. Um and that's exciting. I mean I, I, I want them to take big swings, uh, especially if you're gonna, you know, like I don't wanna say reuse the the open world from breath of the wild but if you're gonna do something adjacent to that um i would i would want a big tonal shift and that's what we're getting and that's cool yeah um yeah i i I think i'm just i'm still waiting for the like the big why you know yeah i think something and this is a a gut 
instinct based on nothing other than the twilight sounds at the end but i'm curious if this game will involve sort of the other world aspects of other zelda games like if there's a way to explore like you know shift to the twilight realm kind of like um sort of the underground area in elden ring like is there a version of this map that's like here's like the light world here's the dark worlds and you can like switch between I mean, that <laughs> that is twice the work of the game and i don't i don't want to like uh, in some ways i feel bad planning that scene in people's minds that it may just not be in the game at all yeah but there's gotta be something going on with the twilight realm and i imagine if there is like if you know there's an opportunity to look at this all this past and say like oh like maybe there's a way to incorporate the sort of like other planes into the open world yeah i I won't shout out the company specifically responsible for this uh, for obvious reasons, but I do feel like uh, the idea of the multiverse has become an extremely prevalent thing in pop culture as of, sure. you know, the past like five or six years. Um, it's a thing that's existed in fiction for a long time, obviously, but I, I think things like, um, like uh, Doctor Strange and the Avengers like really kind of popularized that uh, everything everywhere all at once obviously like really took that ball and ran with it uh, into being an uh, Oscar nominated best picture winner hypothetically um, and I think one of the interesting things about the way that this game has been marketed at least I think in the second direct where they talked about it was also announcing the remake of Skyward Sword for the Switch um, and in that announcement, really, really going hard on the aspect of that game that I think is the thing that people don't really talk about that much outside of the people who are like obsessed with the chronology of like, yeah, Skyward Sword is the beginning of this. It's story, the first one. Yeah. You know? um, and then seeing more Tears of the Kingdom, which at that point was just still called the sequel to Breath of the Wild, um, seeing more of that, but specifically seeing a lot of the like aerial stuff and that verticality and the very like Skyloft adjacent energy um makes me wonder now with this twilight princess tease if this is like actually some kind of culmination of all of it well that's um, the thing it's like in the zelda timeline all events sort of lead to breath of the wild which right. again a lot of this stuff is retconned like you know uh yeah. the thing i always point to is like the timeline of the very first zelda is where link loses in ocarina yeah and like there's no way that was thought of ahead of time yeah of course yeah but there, then there's stuff like you know uh I do think it's interesting because the way the timeline splits, it's like Skyward Sword is the beginning. And then I think it might be Minish Cap and Four Swords. But the big split is that Ocarina of Time. Um, One branch is the hero of time loses to Ganon. And that leads to Zelda 1 and 2, I believe. Yeah. Um, And maybe A Link to the Past. I'm not sure. Uh, Then the timeline of Adult Link is wind waker and the wind waker sequels and the timeline of child link is majora's mask and then twilight the spooky ones Mm -hmm. majora's mask and twilight (laughs) princess and then those all kind of funnel into breath of the wild so all that to say i'm wondering if this is like if skyward sword is the beginning is this the end is this sort of the ragnarok of the of the zelda time that's what that yeah i was i was also going to shout out ragnarok because honestly even even my level of expectation and like excitement (laughs) for it is very similar to how i felt about ragnarok before it came out which is like yeah, I think the first one might be one of the best games of all time. And uh, I'm not expecting you to do that a second time. I just want more of the same. And if yeah. I get that, I'll be happy. Exactly. I meant Ragnarok is like the, the event to end all no, things I know. as well. Yeah, <laughs> but I also, th- I also think it's applicable to the game. Double meaning. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I'm I'm just I, I can't believe it's like soon. This is it's kind of funny how people still call it Breath of the Wild too, like instinctually. Yeah, and you know I wonder I really do wonder if if maybe the lead up to this and like you know I don't I don't I I'm glad they took the time they needed, but I just wonder if like the success of the first one and sort of like the anticipation to this one. I wonder. I'm sure people are going to love it, but I just wonder if there's going to be that initial maybe like uh, hesitation to fully embrace it just because of that time. Yeah, I can see. I can already see the YouTube videos. Of like, is this a disappointment? Like, <laughs> give it like a year before you claim that. You know. Yeah, yeah. Um, that said, I mean, the other thing that I think is interesting that's worth remarking on. Uh, we've gone so long on this thing that was supposed to be short. Um, <laughs> Whoops. The the thing that's worth remarking on is. Uh, everyone knew that this was coming today because of yesterday's leak. I don't know if you saw that, but yesterday the Nintendo eShop leaked that this game was coming by listing the product listing. That's right. Um, I didn't see that. Yeah. At 70 United States dollars, <gasps> um, which people are hemming and hawing about a lot. Uh, I wonder why. I wonder if that is going to coincide at all with any sort of hardware update. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, add that to the pile of things that like could get announced at any moment you know um yeah but i think i think not i think it's it's my with all of this discourse about this game being 70 dollars, the thing that i'll say about it is i i also think it's very strange that uh sony and microsoft decided hey we're gonna you know ratchet up the price when we enter a new generation and nintendo is like yeah this thing is seven years old and we're just gonna do it also i think that's bizarre i think that's a weird choice yeah um i don't i don't feel great about it um but you know, I'm not gonna not play Tears of the Kingdom as long as they don't also say this is only available until June 22nd or something. I'll, <laughs> I'll spend the seventy dollars. <laughs> it's available for eight days, and I, you have I to beat like, it in those eight days. Yeah, you have to beat. Otherwise, delete deleted. it off the yeah. site. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I watched the. They tweeted a video explaining their voucher system, which I'm like, this is the most like arcane way of of explaining a deal it's like you can spend 99 dollars to eventually get 20 dollars off two games it's yeah. like can you just maybe do a sale one day i don't know like ironically uh breath of the wild is on sale for the first time ever on the eShop right now it's how like, much is it it's like 20 or 30 dollars off that's actually pretty good it's like I mean, the best deal i've best ever seen do. from yeah. nintendo yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, which is very interesting. Yeah, the I, idea of like give me a hundred dollars so you can save twenty is like bully gaslighting. You know, like yeah, it's yeah, it, it's it's one of those things where Nintendo does deals so infrequently that uh, a they they know that anytime they do one, it's going to be like a, a a big monumentous occasion. And b I honestly don't think they know how to do them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think it's like this is not. This is not anyone playing 4D chess. This is Nintendo being like, uh, uh, vouchers. <laughs> and just like, I look at like a Steam sale and then look at the voucher system. It's yeah. just, it's night and day. Yes. Um, hey, that's the Nintendo Direct. That's the Direct. I, I had a great time. I laughed. I cried. I, uh, it was a good one. I, I bought DLC. I downloaded <laughs> demos. I did and, download uh, like three or four demos and also yeah, think- the Game Boy and Game Boy Advance and also Metroid Prime Remastered. Yeah, I'm going to download a whole bunch of stuff, I think. Yeah, excited about that. Honestly, look, I'll I'll be frank. I've only played uh, Ocarina of Time this week, so uh, <laughs> honestly, having a bunch of little Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games to jump into and out of is going to be very good for me in the upcoming episode that we have to record on Sunday. I'm also like, I'm like the demo for Octopath Two is like an ex just texted me, "Hey," and I haven't replied yet. Like, I, just, <laughs> I don't know how to handle it. Yeah, but I'll probably download it and let you know how I feel about it. Yeah. Uh, likewise, I'll give it a shot. 
I wonder hey. if it's like all the other Square Enix demos where it's like, oh yeah, you can play the first couple hours of this game and then save progress carries over. I hope so. That'd be great. Yeah. I'm, I, I honestly, whenever I hear the score, it does choke me up. I really love the music to oh, those God, games. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Stunning. Anyway, we'll report back on all of that. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the direct as well. Into the cast that online, you know the drill. Have a wonderful day. And don't forget 2023, year of Birdo. Make it happen. It's your time. Did we decide if this is going to be on the Patreon feed or not? We said it was for everyone. Great. Good for everybody. It's the year of Birdo. This one has to be for everyone. I'm not going to paywall year of Birdo. That would be cruel. That would be cruel. Uh, I will say thanks to the patrons anyway. Patreon.com slash the cast. We, we still appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, this, sometimes when, when there's this level of excitement, it's that this has to be for everybody. Yeah. But, uh, uh, so this will either be out the same night as the direct or the next morning. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see if I get to it. Uh, I, I spent the whole day in a hospital. I'm fine. But uh, we'll see if I get to it tonight. I'll try get my best. Get some rest, first and foremost. Yeah. Uh, hey, thank you all so much for listening. Love you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Please. Go for it, Birdo. Birdo. 2023. 2023. Goodbye. Bye-bye.